there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kredish Parshas, Miketz, which also happens to be Erev Shabbos, Hanukkah, and also Erev Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh. This is a triple crown Shabbos. It's a beautiful Shabbos, Parshas Miketz. It's a Shabbos that falls in the middle of Hanukkah, and it's Rosh Chodesh. It's a Shabbos to pull out all the stops both in terms of the cuisine to make the most incredible food for this Shabbos, because it is a top drawer kind of Shabbos, and in terms of understanding, in terms of preparing ourselves, in terms of getting ready for such a, a momentous Shabbos, it certainly requires some some effort. I hope all of you are having the most amazing Hanukkah, and it's a taka time of light, of, of joy, of, of inspiration, of fun for you as we go through Hanukkah and also our attention turns now it's already now in the month of December some people some of the schools already closed and we begin to get our mindset into the December kind of vibe and we prepare maybe for a holiday maybe just for some time off maybe not maybe we're going to sort of carry on full tilt but Shabbos Kedish always comes and gives us a chance to focus on what's really, really important. So the brothers of Yosef come down to Yosef to buy food because there's no food in Eretz Canaan. And they come in front of this ruler and it says, Vayake Yosef is Echav. Yosef recognizes brothers. Vahim Kiru, But they did not recognize him. Explains this pasuk on a very practical level. Yosef always viewed his brothers through the lens of brotherly love, as brothers. Indeed, whenever the Torah mentions Yosef's relationship towards his brothers, it always uses the word "ach," brother, as "achaya neichi mevakesh." I'm searching for my my brothers, right? Uh, uh, and it was when Yosef came to his, to his brothers, right? Uh, 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 it Yosef uh, went after his brothers. Yosef never once lost his relationship with his brothers. But the Haim, they however, did not recognize him. They did not recognize or, or view him through the lens of brotherhood. Whenever the Torah mentions the brother's relationship with the Yosef, it never mentions the word achva, brotherhood, brother, anything that would imply that their relationship with him was any different than that of two strangers. There's a well-known quote that says, Because I have a brother, I will always have a friend. That's a very powerful statement, which defines the relationship that should exist between brothers. 
a relationship that can never be severed. One that sort of transcends any kind of rivalry and, and success and, and failures. Brothers stand by one another through thick and thin. Nothing the brothers did to Yosef would engender a break in his love for them. Sadly, they did not reciprocate his feeling. He recognized and, and acknowledged them as his brothers, but but they no longer recognized him as as a brother. When Yosef HaTzadik declared, I'm looking for my brothers, he characterized the definition and criteria for care. Number one, we view everyone as a brother and therefore deserving of unquestionable, non-judgmental filial love. Number two, we don't wait for someone who needs help to come to us. We seek that person out. To an extreme, the life of Yosef modeled the core of Jewish value, of chesed, of caring. It was all about the one in need. If one God of Israel uh, exemplified extraordinary success in laying the groundwork and building Torah in Eretz Israel after the Holocaust and reaching out to all segments of Jewish society, right, penetrating the hearts of the most even assimilated Jews of society, it was definitely the Panovichirov. Whenever he addressed a group of Jews, his opening words were, says, it says, Bridlach, my dear, my dear brothers. This was his essential outlook on Jews. They're my brothers. They're my family, regardless of their background or religious persuasion. When he spoke to a group of Jews, he, by his very opening remarks, declared his undiminished love for them as family. He was every Jew's friend, every Jew's advocate. Indeed, this was the power of his success, be it in his spiritual influence over people or in his ability <coughs> to even fundraise for his institutions from people throughout the world. It was his fierce, overflowing love for his people. They were all his this is 11.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with so, so much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. Back on your Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Miketz. Erev Shabbos, Chalaka, Erev Shabbos, Reish Chodesh. What an amazing, amazing day to be preparing for Shabbos as we are, as it is on the fifth day of Hanukkah, preparing for the Triple Crown. Shabbos, let's share it with Torah on this week's Parsha. That's how the Parsha begins. It happened at the end of two years to the day. Now, the Gemara, the, the Medrash in, Med, in Medrash Rabbah, quote a Pasuk in Sefer Tehillim, which they feel relates to Yosef still being locked up in jail two years after the release <coughs> of the Sarah Mashkim and the Sarah Eifim. 
says, Ashrei HaGever, Ashesom Hashem Miftacho. Praiseworthy is the man who has made Hashem his trust. Says the Medrash, this alludes to Yosef, who as a result of asking the Saramashkim twice to remember him, had two years added to his imprisonment. Chazal's statement needs some kind of clarification. It begins by intimating that Yosef was the exemplar of Bitochen, trust in, in, in the Rabbani Shalom, and then concludes that Yosef was punished precisely for relying on, on the Saramashkim. Not only was Yosef not praised for his Bitochen, but two years were added to his already 10-year sentence in, in jail as a consequence of his reliance on, on human assistance. Furthermore, <clears throat> what did he do that was inconsistent with, with the Torah outlook? One can't just sit back comfortably and wait, you know, for the sort of cavalry to come. He had to do some sort of hishtad, some kind of endeavor upon which Hashem's blessing will rest. And this is really what, what Yosef, what Yosef did. So it needs some, some explanation. The simple explanation upon which many of the Mephoshim actually speak about is that it all depends on who is kind of voicing his betochen. It says that uh, uh, Rav Ezra Barzal observes that when a person, Kastushon, becomes ill, so he calls the doctor who prescribes medicine. Indeed, is, is this the way a Jew should live? But surely the illness was not generated by the doctor. It came from Hashem. Thus, it would seem more appropriate that the person daven directly to Hashem. Why go to the doctor? Apparently, this depends on the, on the spiritual level of the sick person. One whose betochen level is very high should turn just to Hashem. Most of us, however, have yet to reach that incredible level of, of Ruchnius. Therefore, the Ishtadlis requires that, uh, uh, we, that, uh, we have to make some kind of effort. The question is, how much Ishtadlis is too much? And the answer is, it all depends on one's own level of trust. Clearly, Yosef had achieved an unparalleled degree of Betochen, which demanded that he place his unequivocal trust totally in, in HaKadosh Baruch. The Chaznish in Emunah Bitochen explains that indeed we must all place our trust and faith in Hashem. Hishtadlus, undertaking some kind of endeavor, doesn't conflict with Bitochen, but rather, on the contrary, facilitates it. We don't sit back and place our order you know, for Hashem to come and, and, and help us and wait for it to arrive. The question is, what form of Ishtadlis does one use? It must be Ishtadlis that under the right circumstances can be the vehicle for HaKadosh Baruch salvation. For example, grabbing onto a piece of straw, a string, 
something that cannot possibly be the medium for salvation, does not only defeat the purpose of Ashtadlis, but it's actually, it's, it's actually ludicrous. And, and, and it's, it's a sign of complete hopelessness, which is the opposite of, of, of Bitochen. The critique of Yosef was founded in him turning to the Sarah Mashkim for help. How can one rely on an Egyptian to support a Jew? Yosef should have known better than to turn to such a person for support. Such action is not Hishtadus. It smacks of Yeush, despair. The Saramashkim was absolutely the wrong address for Yosef, for his Hishtadus. One who requires brain surgery doesn't go to a blacksmith. Arabruvin Karlstein relates that during his escape from Europe to Eretz Yisrael, the Briskarov refused to eat the food <coughs> that was served on the ship because of his kashrus concerns. After a few days of travel, one of the sailors on the trip approached the Rav and said, Kavoy the Rav, I have a solution for his honor. We catch the fish daily from the ocean. The Rav can easily check for signs of kashrus, make sure the fish has fins and, and scales. Fish do not require shrita, so the Rav could eat it. The Rav listened and then asked, tell me, what about preparation? How will the fish be cooked? The sailor replied that they had a brand new pot in the ship's galley, which had never been used. It was thus kosher. The rover replied, that might suffice for the young children. It's necessary, however, to have a Jew light the fire. Otherwise, it's bishalakum. It's cooked by a non-Jew, which makes it uh, 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 rabbinically not, not kosher. Says Rebbe, I am Jewish. I will be happy to light the flame and prepare the fish for the Reb, for the Rav. <clears throat> if that is the case, said the Rav, it all makes sense. I would not understand why a non-Jew would be concerned whether I eat or not. Now that you inform me that you are Jewish, I am able to eat. Thank you for enabling me. Yosef HaTzadik was not in any way deficient in his betochen. His oversight was in turning to the Egyptian Saramashkim as his medium of, of, of Ishtadlis. You have to know the right address. We have to know what is the, the way that we can be, that we can be saved. And that's so much, of course, the, the concept of, of Hanukkah, of Hanukkah also, where it was just such a small group of, of, of people, of 12 or 12, 15 soldiers against the entire, the entire, uh, uh, Greek army, the well-oiled troops and elephants and, and, and bombs and whatever it was of, of, of the Greek, of, of the Greek army. And one thinks about it on, on a level of, of kind of military strategy and, 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 uh, you know, the way to deal with the situation. There was absolutely no, no hope. They could be easily be, be surrounded and, and, and vanquished in, in, in one, in one moment. But, they completely and totally 
put their full and complete trust in our Kodesh Baruch and, and they understood that this was something they had to do. They had to go and do that. This was the, the effort, this was the hishtadlus that they had to make because the entire future of, of Kleiso depended on it. They needed to, to free Kleiso from, from, and Eretz from the grasp of, of the, of the evil Greek, Greek empire and, and restore the, the Aveda in the, in the Besamikdash. And it was only through that that the, the, the dynasty of Kleisel, the, the, the Binyan, the incredible building that Kleisel is, could, could carry, could carry, could carry on. So, and, and it, it seems so illogical. It seems so completely beyond their, their capacity to do it. But when a person has that level of betochen in, in HaKadosh Baruch hope against hope, whatever it might be, that he's going to be able to, to do it. Then the Rabbani Shalom gives the Siat of the Shmaya to be able, to be able to do it. So for Yosef on his, on his, on his level, it was correct to make some kind of Ishtadlis. But you always have to know the right address, the right person to put that Ishtadlis into, to where to place one's, one's, uh, one's betochen. The Saramashkin was not the right address, but charged by the great Matisio Kohen Godel, these Hashmonaim understood that this was their mission and they would be able to, to prevail over the, over the enemy in, in this encounter. This is 11.9. Chai FM, the program is soul to soul and we'll come back with much more in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. On your radio, Erev Shabbos Kiddush, Panshas Mikates, Erev Shabbos Hanukkah, Erev Hashkodesh. Wow, what a day! What an amazing, amazing day to be talking Torah, to be getting ready for an amazing, amazing triple crown Shabbos. So let's talk a little bit about Hanukkah, and we'll we'll bring in the Parsha also to our to our discussion. You know, we're in the middle of the great, great, exalted days of Hanukkah, which we know that it was said about them. The, uh, Chaim Tzanza said about them that on Hanukkah, that there is a, a tremendous, tremendous light that spreads very, very great. And it can even have the effect of bringing those who are far away very, very close. It's a tra- time of tremendous arousal. And even for those who are, are not on such a high level, not as, not on such a high level of their commitments, and uh, Hanukkah is a time where they can become more aware and they can daven and, and beg HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to, to bring them close and to give them salvation. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah on Dafir Aleph says that on Rosh Hashanah was the day that Yosef got out of jail, right? And he was then appointed to be the second in command in, in Egypt. And as a result of of being able to to interpret the dreams of of Paro, so you know, and and those those dreams that we know that Paro had the previous the previous night, which was on the night of Rosh Hashanah, and you know, if we talk about the 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 dreams of Paro, the Torah tells us that it was Miketz Shnasayim Yomim was at the end of two years, right? That the Saramashkim. And the Sarah Oifim had already returned to his uh, previous 
two, uh, previous job, and the Sarofim unfortunately was was hung. So that's even even this uh, that that event also of Paro being of, of Paro having his birthday party and returning the Saramashkim to his job was exactly two years earlier, i.e., also on 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 Rosh Hashanah. Now during that time that the Sarafim and the Saramashkim were together with Yosef in the in the jail. So it says by Yihyu Yomim they were a year's time in 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 the jail. Now according to Chazal, Yomim means twelve months. Rashi brings that. Therefore, the day they got into jail and the day they got out of jail was also on, on Rosh Hashanah, exactly one year before that. Now, Yosef himself was in the, in the jail, we know, for 12 whole years, the Medrash, the Medrash says. 10 years connected because of the, of the, uh, of the Lashon Hara. He spoke about his 10 brothers and another two years because he asked the Saramashkin, please, to mention him to, to Paro, and he didn't rely on, on, on HaKadosh Baruch Hu as much as he should have. So, if we make a, a supplication that those 12 years also were complete years, that means the day that Yosef actually got into jail also was on Rosh Hashanah. Now, the reason why Yosef was put into jail was because of the whole story with the good old Mrs. Uh, Patifa. And that story then must have had Kayyoyim Azeh, as the Apostle says. Also, on the, Rashi says, was the day of the special Yontif they had. And that was also a, after a whole year with, of this Mrs. Patifa lady trying every single day to try to entice him, to try to seduce him. As it says, She spoke to him every day. He wouldn't listen to her. And the Medrash says, What does mean, Twelve months, every day, she was attacking, attacking him. And we know that uh, that means twelve months is exactly a year. It's exactly twelve twelve months. So we we see that if the day that Yosef went into jail was on Rosh Hashanah, because of what happened with Asus Patifa, that means that he was sold as a servant to Patifa also on on Rosh Hashanah, and if all these. If all these things that we're that we're uh, talking about are all running around Rosh Hashanah, so therefore it makes more sense that we should actually read these parshias on Rosh Hashanah and not around Hanukkah time. So if so, how come Chazal saw to it that we specifically read these parshias at the time of Hanukkah? So from here we have an illusion to what's brought in this forum of, of Hasidus, that on Hanukkah is the last chance, is the very, very end of the Yom Adin, of the judgment process, of the sealing of our verdict. And even if a person, Chas V'Shalom, had, had decrees signed against him, 
that were not so good on the days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there's a chance to change them on, on Hanukkah. As in fact, it, uh, as the, the Bnei Socha says, Ki Matisyohu, you take the word Matisyohu, was the Kohen Golo, that has the same gematria as, as, uh, as Rosh Hashanah. So it all ends on, 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 uh, on Hanukkah time. And see the, the, uh, in, in, in the Sharia Socha also, it brings that he heard in the name of the Goyin HaKadosh, the, uh, the, the common Karova, that in the, when the Pasuk says, right, uh, forgive after the Miraglim, where Hashem asks, forgive the sin of this nation, and it says, according to the greatness of your kindness, as you forgave them until now. So if you take the first letters of those words, Chaf, Ches, Vav, and Nun, that equals the word Chanukah. And therefore we could say that this is a, an additional proof to that which the, the B'nai Asacha said, that the very, very last time of the judgment of Rosh Hashanah is on Hanukkah. It's the, the beginning of the ceiling is on Yom Kippur, and the very end is on is on Hanukkah. And the, the Tzemach Tzedek also writes that on Hanukkah they finish up the Gezar Din that was that was sealed on on Yom Kippur, and he brings a remez from a pasuk in Tehillim. It says Ton Toshev Enosh Ad Daka. That a person can do tshuva until mamish, until daka. What's daka? You can do tshuva until what's dalit chof aleph, which is four and twenty, and one is twenty-five, which is the twenty-fifth of of uh, of, of kislev. And the the the, the bab, there is actually a source uh, for this in a, in an earlier sukkah, in an earlier sefer from Rav Chaim Kain that uh, he was one of those who were very close to the Arizal, that he brings them that the uh, uh, the whole Bahalach of Rosh Hashanah begins in Elul and ends on uh, on, uh, on on Hanukkah. The the Basayan brings for Amaposak in last week's Pasha, it says by by, by Tamar, it says by he Kimishloish was after three months by you God they told you who they're saying Zansa Tama Kalasecha your 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 Tama your daughter-in-law has been promiscuous the Gamhine Hara Lizinunim and she's pregnant because of that promiscuity by Yom Yehuda Yehuda said take her out and have her uh, and have her burnt so he says when it says Kimish Chodeshim doesn't say three months it was around three three months, which is Tishrei, Ma'acheshven, and nearly all of Kislev, until Hanukkah, which is almost three months. So they told Yehuda, Yehuda is, is, is one of the names of, of, uh, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Um, that there is, uh, because Yehuda has the name, the names of Yud and He and Vav, and hey, and was told to Hashem, therefore saying, that right, the Satan, who wanted to accuse Klai Yisrael before Hashem, and, and tell him 
that Zonsa Toma Kalasecha, Klal Yisrael, who is like, the, the, who is compared to a, 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 a date, right? Because it says, uh, uh, that we are, we are Dom Solatoma, we are compared to a, a date. So that, the, the Satan comes to accuse us of, of doing all kinds of terrible things. And we're also called the Kala of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Basi Legani Achesi Kala. And the Satan is accusing Klal Yisrael that we have gone off the, the way. And the Gamin Horol is the Nunum. Klal Yisrael, Kasvishalom, is, 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 is connected to things that are against Hashem, that are involved in their own personal desires, and they're con- completely connected to them, says Hashem, Hashem says, if so, that their they need to be, they need to be destroyed. So what does Tamar say? What does Klaisel answer? Himutseis. So she's being brought out to be destroyed, and she sends a message to Chamir, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, saying, "Leish Asher Eilaloi Anoichi Hara." I I'm pregnant to the man who these things belong to. It says, do you remember who does this Chesemes, right? This signet ring. Who does us all belong to, right? Who am I connected to? They say, we're connected to, to HaKadosh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Hashem is, uh, uh, we're, we're not distant, Chas Vashon, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On the contrary, <coughs> we are connected <coughs> to, to Hashem. And then he says, do you recognize? Who is this Chesemes and the Psilim and the Mata Elo? That's the Chesemes is talking about the oil, right? They found one one jar of oil with the signature of the of the seal of the coin girdle. And the psilum psilum are the wicks. And the mate, mate is bigamatria kli. Right? Uh, which is which is a total of of sixty. And that's what Chrysler's ultimate No, we're not far away from you at all. On the contrary, we're completely connected to you. But what? Unfortunately, we have a Yetzirah that tries to, to block us. We have a Yetzirah that's trying to interrupt our service of Hashem in many, many ways. Vayaka Yehuda. And Hashem recognizes and says, yes, Tzad many. Yes, it's, it's true. What they're saying is 100%, is 100% uh, correct. And that's why they are, they are distant. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, 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 says, you know, uh, so to speak, I'm, 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 I'm considered guilty in this. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, who created that, uh, the Yetzirah, he admits that they're, that they're right. Because I see that the, the, the truth is that they are connected to, to me. Yes, sometimes they do things that are against the will of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's only because, you know, uh, 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 of, of, of the Yetzirah, because I, he says, I didn't give it to Shayla Beni. Shayla, the letters, Shin, Lam, and Hay, hint to, uh, uh, Mashiach. As, as in fact, the Pasuk says, Oi, Kiyavoi, Shiloi. Shiloi is, is a reference to, to, to Mashiach. Because it's such a long time that I haven't brought to them the, 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 the Mashiach. And that's why sometimes they get frustrated and sometimes they go off of will, beautiful, beautiful, uh, understanding. And, and certainly, uh, on Hanukkah, the, the Sforum tell us that this is 
a tremendous, tremendous time of, of, of Rakhosh Prokos prayed to give us free gifts, even though we're not worthy of it all. And if on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it was, it was determined a year based on our deeds throughout the previous year, because that's the time of, of judgment and Akarish Baruch Hu, uh, uh, judges with, with, with strict justice. On Hanukkah, this is a time of going beyond beyond what, what we deserve. And we can get things through davening and through begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we could never get at any other time, particularly at the time of lighting the, the Hanukkah candles. We can change the year to be a good, a good year. How, how is that? Why, why is that? So, we can explain it based on a story that uh, was said over by Gamliel Rabinovich Shlita, that he said he was told to him by a, a very distinguished uh, uh, Jew in, in, in Yerushalayim. He says that uh, it, it uh, he says that Barksham he had a house full of children, boys, girls, good, beautiful, beautiful children, and. It was, uh, you know, time for them to start getting married. He had a daughter that needed to get, to get married. And, uh, she was already more than 20 years old and she was still sitting and waiting for her, for her zivuk. And, you know, Baruch Hashem, they, they were making a lot of efforts and, and, and meanwhile, her younger uh, brothers and sisters were getting married, right? And they were also waiting. And this, this, this daughter was, was, uh, she was a good girl. She was a very successful girl in whatever, in whatever she did. And, and, uh, and she was very, very tzniastic in every kind of good, good, uh, good midah. And, and the family was, uh, was a very well-known family in, in, uh, in, uh, in Yushlam. And according to all the, the sort of the, the circumstances, there, she should have been such an easy, easy match. I should have hopped her up, but, no one understood why, why, why the, why none of the Shadchanim could find the right, the right person. And every single, single situation that, that, that was, that was raised didn't, didn't come out, uh, 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 you know, properly. And, and even when she did meet someone and it seemed to be going well, somehow towards the end, it always fell, fell apart. It was a, a, a riddle. Why is it? That this girl could not could not get get uh, what she needed, and there was one suggestion that was raised that was really really going you know, forward very very well. Everything was going according to plan. The two sides actually agreed already, and the the uh, the boy and girl were already they met several times, and there were good meetings, and they were both very very. Happy, and uh, they were getting closer to the, to the town. They were going to break the the plate. However, on the very last day, mom is just a few hours before the closing of the deal. The the shatran phoned, and he had some very very not nice news. He says, "No, that's in the very last minute." The other side decided not that they're very, very sorry, but they're not going to be able to go, to go, uh, uh, forward with that, with that shidduch. 
And you can imagine how upset it was. This was like, you know, like, like a, 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 a slap across, across the face. Really, you can't even begin to understand the pain and the crying and the tears that there was in that, in, in that house. After the whole family was already getting all excited about the upcoming, the upcoming engagement. That evening, in the very small hours of the morning, after everyone else had already sort of gone to sleep. So the, the parents, the, the, the father and mother of this girl, were, they were awake. And they, they couldn't, they couldn't go to sleep. They were so upset and they were so mystified what was going on. And they were asking themselves again and again, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why is Hashem doing this to us? And they were speaking between them. And they, they, they could somehow see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is demanding some from them, from Shemayim. And because in, in, in the normal way, this couldn't have, have, have happened. Something must have happened. And they sat there. And they thought, and they thought, what could be the reason, the reason for us? And after a long, long and deep thought, the husband turns to her husband, and she said to him, and she said, you know, maybe the reason is very simple, that we are not thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu enough. You know, we know very well how to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how to beg HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we've gotten very, very used to davening and asking Hashem. We've tried all the kind of different schoolers and everything. But to thank Hashem for what we do have, for the beautiful family we have, maybe maybe we've forgotten about that. Let's think about how many great chasadim HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done with us. Baruch Hashem, we've been zeichah to a tremendous family with beautiful children, precious children. All of them are healthy. All of them are, 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 are doing the right thing, right? Some are, some are, 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 are married already and many, many years. We, Baruch Hashem, we have a, we have a nice flat. We have, we have so, we have so many good things. Have we ever thanked HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly for it? And, and they sit there and, and they were talking and talking. And, and making a list of all the things they had to be, to be grateful for. And they took upon themselves that, that they were, they were not going to only ask Hashem for the things they needed. They were going to begin simply to thank Hashem for all the good things to, to, to put into real feeling all the gratitude that they had for all the things that they did. As they're sitting there and talking, the the telephone rings and and the shatran was on the line and he was full of apology and asking for 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 Mechila on the fact that he was that he was phoning so late says I says I don't know what you did right in in the last few hours but there's been a tremendous 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 change right now the 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 the, the family of the chosen just just phoned me and and they say no that the 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 boy is not prepared to let go of this girl and he wants dafka this this shidduch and so it was the next day they broke the plate 
and the engagement was celebrated with tremendous, tremendous simcha. This is what Hanukkah is all about. We beg and we daven to and we're judged based on our actions of the previous year. On Hanukkah, we're based on Hanukkah as a time of to thank and praise and recognize all the wonderful things that Hashem does to us. And if we can do that, if we can truly recognize all the great things Hashem does, then we can be zeichet to a Yeshua, to salvations that are way, way above the norm, way, way above what we deserve. And we can get, at the last moment, we can snatch victory away from from defeat. This is 101.9 FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Mikakes, which is also Erev Roish Chodesh, which is of course Erev Shabbos Hanukkah. As we're saying, this is an incredible triple crown Shabbos and so part of our lives, and we're so glad to be part of the preparation and build-up towards this on Erev Shabbos Kodesh. And as we do at this point <coughs> on the show every week, we want to share with you the important times that one needs to know for this coming Shabbos and, and all the special halachas that apply to to it. So it goes as follows. Now, of course, tonight... We have the issue of needing to light Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles. So the halacha says that we always light the Hanukkah candles first before the, the Shabbos candles. The reason being because once a woman lights the, the Shabbos candles, so Shabbos reigns supreme. In, in the home, as we know, as we've discussed very often, when the women even light the Shabbos candles, the way they do it is in such a way where they make the bracha afterwards, which is such an unusual thing. Usually we make the bracha before we do a mitzvah. And the sole reason we do that is because once they make the bracha, it's already Shabbos in the house. The atmosphere of Shabbos has now controls and dominates the entire domicile. And, and therefore, we light before we make the bracha. So certainly, once a woman has lit Neris Shabbos, she's not going to be able to light anymore uh, a Neris Hanukkah. So therefore, Neris Hanukkah is always going to be lit first. Now, the earliest time for benching Shabbos Licht, which is also the earliest time for benching Hanukkah lift is at 5.23. So at 5.23, if you want to, you can light your Shabbos candles. Sorry, you can light your Hanukkah candles and then straight away light your Shabbos candles and get into Shabbos. It's a beautiful, beautiful way of whether if you're ready on, on holiday or if you're somehow not going to be going to shul, whatever it is, whatever whatever motivates you to want to jumpstart and, and get into Shabbos as early as 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 possible, 
Nothing wrong with that at all. Light your Hanukkah candles, light your Shabbos candles, and usher in this beautiful, beautiful Heilige Shabbos of Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh and, and Shabbos Hanukkah. One note, of course, that the Hanukkah candles, we know, still have to burn until a half an hour after night. Now, night is, is about, uh, 18 minutes after, after, uh, a Shkia, Shkia being at, uh, uh, Shkia being at about 6.48. So therefore, if, if Shkia is at 6.48, then night will be at about five minutes, six minutes past seven. So if it has to burn till half an hour past that, you have to make sure that even if I'm lighting at 5.23, I have long enough candles or enough oil for my candles to burn all the way until 25 minutes to 8 in the uh, in, in the evening in order to fulfill the, the mitzvah of Neres Hanukkah that has to burn for that half an hour after after nightfall, but and therefore, obviously, you cannot use the uh, sort of little candles in the box. There's no way, even if you freeze them for three days before, that they're going to burn that that uh, that long. Or we need larger, maybe tea lights or, or bigger candles, or uh, a full container or a cup of you know uh, uh, of oil in order to make sure that if one lights. That early, then it, it would still burn until until uh, until twenty five to to uh, to eight. The latest time for benching uh, a Shabbos licht, which means, of course, that Hanukkah licht has to be lit before that, is at six thirty uh, this, this this evening. In other words, you have to have your Shabbos candles. Lit by six thirty, which means your Hanukkah candles have to be lit before before that before that time, right? And although in many communities uh, on 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 Shabbos during the summer we have a standard acceptance of Shabbos time of six fifteen, very often on Shabbos Hanukkah we allow that to slide and and let people carry on till the actual latest time six six thirty, and again. If I'm lining, let's say, my Shabbos candles at 6.30 and my Hanukkah candles five minutes before that, whatever, at 6.25, that's fine. But again, I have to make sure that my Hanukkah candles will burn until 25 minutes to to 8. And and therefore, I need to uh, 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 make sure that uh, I have enough oil or long enough candles. I still don't know if you can use the little colored candles, if they're going to give you that hour plus of definite light. Um, my, my sort of suspicion is uh, uh, not, especially since we're already at the sixth night and somehow the more candles you have, it seems to create its own, its own little heat uh, uh, a source source there. So so therefore whatever whatever we need to do to make sure that you have candles that burn until until twenty five to to eight is is uh is is very 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 important. So again the latest candle lighting time is six thirty. That means Shkia is at six forty eight. If you want to dive in Mayrav Bismanai and not have to repeat 
the the Krishma again. So that's going to be at about 19.06, uh, six minutes after 7 o'clock. You can then have in mind of Bismana. Remember, it is it is Rosh Chodesh and uh, uh, and, uh, and, and Hanukkah. So we get to have the, the longest benching of the entire year with Ritzay and Yalav Yavai and, and, uh, Alanisim. Uh, pretty good idea. Even if you sometimes maybe don't bench from a, a sitter or a bencher, make sure you have one because it's so easy to forget all of those extra, uh, uh additions. Tomorrow, of course, we have a triple header of Laning also, we're going to take out three Sifrei Torah, one for the Pasha of the week, which is Pasha's Miketz, one because it's Rosh Chodesh, and one because it's it's uh, it's Hanukkah. And in order to facilitate that, it all works out. What we actually do is we only uh, uh, give six Aliyot, you only call up six people to the Torah for Pasha's uh, uh, Miketz and the seventh Aliyah of the normal Aliyot is then in the second Sefer Torah in the, in the reading of, of Rosh Chodesh and then we uh, will say Kaddish over the second and third Sefer Torah and the Maftir is Hanukkah, the sixth day of Hanukkah and the Haftarah is then the Haftarah of, of, uh, of, of Hanukkah it, it is, obviously, it's Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah. So, of course, we say Hallel. Uh, Hanukkah always trumps. So, even though on Rosh Chodesh, we usually skip uh, the two half paragraphs in our Hallel, but because it's, it is, it is Hanukkah, we say those, uh, the full, the full, uh, the full paragraphs. Um, and uh, also because it's, it's Rosh Chodesh, we cannot forget uh, the Yalv Yavoy. In the in the in the Amidah the Shmon Esra, if one does forget the Amidah, let's say in the in the uh, Shmon Esra of Shachris or Mincha, one would have to repeat the entire uh, Shmon Esra. Even if one maybe did say Al Anissa, but if you didn't say Yav Yavoy, you'd have to repeat the Amidah. And of course, at Musaf time, because it is Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, we say the special. Uh, kind of, uh, part that, you know, is either in the gray box or underneath the line that begins with the word Atayatsata, the special Musaf for, for Rosh Chodesh. And we still add in, we still add in, uh, Alanisim into the Musaf, into the Musaf. So it's quite a, uh, a, uh, a davening. It may take a few minutes longer than, than normal because Miketz is also quite a, a long, a long, uh, a parsha. Um Shabbos Kodesh then ends tomorrow night at 7.23. 7.23 is the end of, of, of Shabbos. And when we come back after the break, we'll talk just for a moment about Maitzai Shabbos, how it works, Maitzai Shabbos and Hanukkah. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Miketz, which is also Erev Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and 
Erev Shabbos Hanukkah. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing Erev Shabbos. And we're back on your radio just for another few minutes to finish our discussion about the special laws of, of Shabbos Hanukkah. So, Maitzah Shabbos, which we said is at 7.23, then creates a situation where, okay, now Shabbos is over, we are still have two things that have to get done. As normal every Arab, every Matzah Shabbos, we have to make Havdalah, the whole process of Havdalah with the spices and the candle and the cup, etc. And we have to light Hanukkah candles. It's night number seven of, of Hanukkah. We have to get those candles, get those candles up. Now, first and foremost, whatever we're going to do, we got to realize that according to the, the, our, our practice, Ideally, we always light the Hanukkah candles as soon as it gets, as soon as it gets dark, which usually means it's, it's even a few minutes earlier than the official end of, of, of Shabbos. So by the time Shabbos is over, and certainly if we are Rez Hashem in Shul and we're going to daven Maiv and then come home, we've already skirting, we've already actually missed the ideal time to be lighting candles. And therefore, whatever we're going to do, we need to sort of, you know, put a bit of a turbo charge in, in ourselves and get busy as soon as we get home with carrying out what we need to do. Now, there are two customs as to what we do on, on Maitzah Shabbos. There are some who say, well, since it's already so late and, and we're, and we're, you know, we're kind of almost on injury time in, in terms of when we're supposed to light the Hanukkah candles, then let's get, get, get busy. Let's do that first. And we'll worry about Abdullah, uh, uh, immediately after, after that. But let's get the Hanukkah candles up first. Others say, no, we have a, a standard rule in, in halacha, that we have two things to do at the same time. And one is a more common practice, and one is a more rare practice. We do the more common thing first. And since Havdalah we make every single Shabbos of the year, and Shabbos Hanukkah only comes up once, maybe maximum in certain years, it might be twice in, 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 uh, in, in a year, if maybe if night one and eight are, are, are Matzah Shabbos. So certainly, Havdalah trumps, and therefore, we should say Havdalah first, and then, we'll like the Hanukkah candles. Different men hug him. Uh, uh, our, our custom is, we do the Havdalah first, but either way you do it, the main point is, to, to get it done, as quickly as, as possible, and you worry afterwards about getting the house organized and, and, and planning your Hanukkah party, whatever it is, let's, let's get those candles up as soon, as soon as possible and, and sit and we can relax and, and sing, and sing more sur and get into day seven. Remember, day seven is also Rosh Chodesh, so that you'll need to say Yal and Al Nisim in your Amidah on Motzei Shabbat and Sunday will also will have the Halal and 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 the and the Musaf of 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 Ashkodesh. So it's a great great weekend and of course Sunday night is the last night of of uh, of Hanukkah and then we go into the the week that that uh, follows and please God we'll have the opportunity again next week to spend some time together as we prepare for next week's Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh. As always, 
It's such a huge privilege having your company for this a lot of time on a Friday afternoon. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you really get something out of it and are strengthened in your emuna and in, and in your level of, of commitment and excitement for the days that are coming. It is truly a privilege to have the opportunity to share the time with you. And it just leaves me as the clock runs out to wish each and every one of our radio family, firstly, a beautiful, warm, and wonderful good Shabbos, and a equally charming and, and amazing good Chodesh, and of course, a Freilich and Hanukkah. Enjoy the Shabbos. Enjoy the added burst of Kedusha that brings with it. And really, really, just spend the time with the family and make it the most amazing, amazing Shabbos you've had since at least last week. Kol Kult.